Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session, and we're once again at the start of a brand new month. It's December, and 2022 is on the horizon. I'm joined this month by my assistant, Mr. Alex O'Neill, to help me check out the rest of 2021's offerings. Will it end on a high note, or will it just let out kind of a quiet sigh? But first, how's it going, Alex? It's going good, man. Holiday vibes, Black Friday Mm -hmm. sales, Cyber Monday sales, a lot of video games. You pick up anything? Uh, I, I'm probably going to look again after we record this, because I haven't looked that much, um, but I did grab Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Yeah, I snagged that last week when it was 29, uh, so it went down slightly, but so far I'm only on, like, chapter 3 or 4, and I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm vastly more impressed by this than, uh... I was Avengers. Yes, I, I'm in chapter 3, I think, like, right at the beginning, um... And I just, <laughs> I feel like they sold this game so poorly, <laughs> you know, like it's one of those, yeah. those kind of things like that. I th- they showed, I think the fourth chapter when they did the demo. And I feel like the first chapter mm-hmm. would have been like a great thing to show of like, here's how everything works. And here's, here's kind of what the, po- the parts of this game that make it cool. Yeah. And I think by showing it in like a single 20 minute giant or like 25 minute chunk of gameplay, did not do it justice either. Yeah. It's just like, oh, come on, come on. Yeah, it's more wholesome than I think they made yeah. it look. Yes, I've gotten some good chuckles. I've yeah. A lot of, lot of good chuckles so far, so. And Peter Quill is way less of a dick than he looks like he is. <laughs> Which I, yes. I'm glad, because he... I agree. He looks... He does look like a total dude. He looks like a tool bag. <laughs> yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, so what else have you been playing? Let's go over what we've been playing this past month before we get into what's coming up. I got I got all the drama, uh, all, the, all the dramatic stories for this uh, for my games for this month. Um, so I we were we did our charity stream uh, for Justin, uh, my dear friend. And uh, throughout October, uh, kind of at the tail end of that, I. Um, my roommate lost his job unfortunately he just started today was the first day of his new job that he just had uh, which is good news all all good now so it's oh that's good that he found something right away yeah i, I mean he was out of work for all of november um but uh he was home more and i we got to hang out a lot more which is really nice um you know it's been a it's been a tough time for both of us through pandemic wise um, mm-hmm. So it was good, good bonding time, and I got him super hype for Elden Ring. Um, and for point of reference, my my roommate is like my best friend. I've known him since kindergarten. Uh, his name's Damien, uh, and we've been like really close friends basically since middle school. Like he moved out of an abusive household when he turned eighteen and moved in with me, like full on. Boy Meets World storyline um, <laughs> actually happened in our friendship. So, you know, we're very, very close. Uh, and he the, he doesn't play, like, a lot of video games, but he likes video games, and especially more recently, he likes hear me hear, listening to me talk about them, which I'm very grateful for, uh, as anyone who listens to me knows that I ramble all the time. Um, and he one of the games that I got him into of, like, just for point of reference, he, like, plays... Uh, yeah, the wrestling game that comes out every year mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Auto and that's like it. He likes Rockstar games and then wrestling games and Hitman. Uh, this is like the only games he plays. Uh, but he loved Bloodborne um, and I know you did a recent episode on Bloodborne so I feel like this is good timely material. I, it'll be coming out tomorrow uh, at time of recording I, I want to say. So uh, yes, tomorrow you can look forward to the Bloodborne episode. Listener. Yes. Uh, and I saw that. I was I thought that was so cool because I didn't know you were doing the Bloodborne episode and uh, I was just replaying it. So throughout his unemployment he's like, let's play a game together. We've never played 
an online co-op game together ever. Recently, since we moved into the house that we live in now, we've played through The Last of Us Part 2 together because he really liked The Last of Us 1 uh, and Resident Evil 8 together because he likes horror games. Um, mm-hmm. And like that's been really fun. Just like that's just us sitting on the couch and playing together. But we've never done like co-op online or couch co-op or anything. Um, so I got it. I got him set up so that way we could play online together. And we played through all of Bloodborne together. This is his second playthrough, my like fifth playthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it was just the best. You know, I've I've never like gotten to really like play an online game with you know this person I've known for many many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool like sharing that. Uh, experience with uh, someone who had he had never played an online game ever before (laughs) so like he never did like Grand Theft Auto online or anything no he doesn't really like multiplayer stuff Um, okay but you know I I showed him Elden Ring all the gameplay and stuff came out for him he's like oh I'm so excited can we play Bloodborne Um, in leading up to that and while I was playing Bloodborne I was like you know I want to play Dark Souls 3 I never played the DLC Uh, that was like um, mm-hmm. to tie more into friendship uh, the drama, the the stories here. Uh, I was playing through uh, all the Dark Souls games with Justin uh, and the deal was I he would play through the Dark Souls games for me and then I would play through Final Fantasy 14 for him. Um, so we got about halfway through Dark Souls 3 but he was unfortunately very sick at the time so we kind of just jumped over to Final Fantasy 14 and played as, of that as much as we could. Um, Mm -hmm. before he passed away so I'd still never finished Dark Souls 3 DLC I'd never seen that I'd finished the game but we Justin and I had played Dark Souls 1 and I I played the DLC of that for the first time with him played Dark Souls 2 and then I played the Dark Souls 2 DLC for the first time with him because I'd never touched (laughs) any of these DLCs Mm -hmm. Um, so coming off of Bloodborne I, I played through Dark Souls 3 and did the the painted world of Ariandel and uh, the Ring City. Um, I, I've came to the conclusion that I, I think Dark Souls Three is my least favorite of the three Dark Souls, which is a bummer. Oh, yeah. I think it has like the best combat, but like, with DLC included, that game has five poison swamps, uh, which is <laughs> four, too four swamps. too many. Arguably five too many after Dark Souls One and Two. Um, but I was glad I got to see the the DLC. Finally, it's cool how it um it ties into like the lore of the first one a lot, just specifically mm-hmm. Dark Souls one. Um, but it also uh, like plays off the idea of the second one because like the the whole re-release of that game with DLC was the Scholar of the First Sin, uh, and then in Dark Souls three you find out in the DLC you find out what the first sin was, uh, which is very interesting in the the context of that world. Uh, so I, it's it's very cool lore wise, and actually I'd, I'd say the second part of the Ring City DLC is very very good. Uh, mm-hmm. The first half is absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's basically poison swamp where you move slow, and then there's like this thing that's shooting you the whole time in the sky that you can't do anything about. It's terrible. Um, but it was it was cool to go back there, and then after I finished that, I felt good about coming back to Final Fantasy XIV, even though this was, like, the game that I was playing through with Justin. It was kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. the whole... The, that whole thing was I was going to play it with him. So I knew uh, going back to it would be pretty difficult, like, emotionally for me because I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a big crybaby. I'm a big sap. Um, but it is... It's been very cool playing Final Fantasy XIV. Like, now, like, yeah. really playing it, uh, I have a lot of problems with it, but, but you know, it's just kind of like, and I, I feel like I'm not treading new ground here to say like a lot of those first 50 level quests are kind of just boring mm-hmm. um, and uninteresting, but it does pick up toward the end of the Realm Reborn stuff. So I am now in Realm Reborn post game of Final Fantasy 14. I just finished the like ulti- nice. ultimate weapon stuff. Mm-hmm. like uh, four days ago or whatever. So I've been kind of like ever powering forward for so long. I'm like, okay, let me check out like what the actual end game of this game looked like back in the day uh, and see what's going on. Uh, and it's that honestly has been uh, some of the coolest stuff, uh, of course, as, as mm-hmm. any, any MMO person would say. But, you know, this is really my first MMO like ever. I've tried... Yeah. 
I've tried other stuff, you know, I played WoW way back in the day. I think the last time I played that was like 2008 um, or 2006 even after mm -hmm. it was whenever Burning Crusade came out. Uh, and I got to like level 30 and I just stopped caring. Um, yeah, it was the same way. Yeah, it's just, you know, a lot of the quests in that were <laughs> considerably worse than Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and I've like, you know, I, I've played Destiny a lot and I've, over the last year especially, I have come to love the RPG and MMO parts of Destiny the most mm -hmm. about that game, I'd say. So a lot of my playing 14 was like, starting to try and understand that and I you know I love if I can find a game that works in it I love discovering new genres and like being exposed yeah. to like different subcultures of games and like walking around waving at strangers and uh, going to the housing districts and like looking at people's houses and just be like whoa this is so cool uh, like all this is totally <laughs> new to me um, and it's rad and I, I appreciate yeah. the, the matchmaking stuff in 14 that mm -hmm. uh, lets it easier to connect. But, yeah, like, as far as, like, playing it, it has been, like, weirdly this video game outlet for kind of, like, dealing with grief for me because of the circumstances mm -hmm. that set it up, like, in a slightly art roleplay kind of way. In my headcanon, my character has, like, lost a friend and is finishing the adventure for them. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I've been thinking about, like, writing something about it just because it has been super melancholy and but also like heartfelt and, and very heartwarming to yeah. interact with that community uh yeah it's been it's been cool it's been uh very good vibes i i don't i'm not like in love with necessarily how the game plays it's you know it's fine it's my kind of first exposure to global cooldown stuff um mm -hmm. but the vibe is like 10 out of 10 in my opinion yeah. the just the being in the world flying around on my chocobo thank god i can fly now Oh, that looks better. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just like, I really like that feeling of being there and, and walking around and seeing other people and stuff. So, yeah. I know I'm still early on in my adventure, but I'm excited uh, to see where the story supposedly, quote unquote, gets good. Yeah, you are. Uh, Heaven's Ward was really cool. And you play a. Your character is a Dragoon, I believe, correct? Yes, I'm a, I'm a Dragoon. Yes. Um, I watched so the, the cinematic for Heaven's Sword, and I was like, oh, that's me! <laughs> yeah, it's... The cinematics are, like... I can watch a cinematic opening for a Final Fantasy fourteen expansion or a game, and it just, like, instantly gets me hype and makes me want to play it. Um, sure. I... It does not look like I'll catch up to be able to start uh, Endwalker right when it launches on Friday, unfortunately. Sure. Um... But I'm still working through Shadowbringers. Um, I'm I'm really intrigued by how things are playing out and everything going on in there. Um, but just kind of like you, this is the first MMO that has really stuck with me mm -hmm. and that I have stuck with. And I think a big part of it is two things. One, I love Final Fantasy. Yeah, I've, I love the the series. I have a much bigger connection to that series than I ever did with um, Warcraft or Warhammer or uh, EverQuest, things like that. And second is I love that I can very easily change my class. Yes. If I'm feeling cool. something different, I can just throw on a different job and then boom, I'm a different. Instead of having to start a brand new class or start a brand new character and, and everything. Um, yeah. But. And I like that it's just because like I had to figure out how to do that <laughs> and it's just you know change your weapon boom done it's like ah cool yep. that's like and then you just set like one setup for each class that you have yeah uh it's it's really cool it, it like it is such a natural final fantasy thing to fit into an mmo too it's it's very mm -hmm. it feels like an easy thing but i'm i imagine this was like hard to actually get to work which is cool yeah um so very excited for um, Endwalker. I'm hoping that I can get to Endwalker by like middle to end of December. That's my that's my mission is to because um, we have a couple weeks off between Christmas and New Year's from work. So I want to be to Endwalker by that point so I can jump in and try and catch up and 
so I'm ready for when like the big content stuff really starts coming. So yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, and I uh, like when I jumped in, I this isn't like necessarily to be ready for Endwalker, right? This is more of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try and get through this, and you know, I tend to burn through games with how my living situation is right now. So I don't know how or when I'll catch up, but I'm not necessarily rushing to mm-hmm. get through it. Um, and especially now that I've like unlocked uh, level 50 stuff, it, it's funny because it's like a lot of the things I'm like trying to figure out as I go along. It's like, okay, you know, who do I go to put materia in my stuff? Because uh, I don't want to level up crafting right now. Uh, and then, you know, finding that person and then doing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we get to like, okay, now you've unlocked this for this thing, but hard mode. I'm like, okay, Destiny has prepared me for this item level. Mm-hmm. All right, I under <laughs> this is the stuff that I understand, you know. I understand. Uh, so it is cool to like now be in the end game, and be like, all right, now I'm actually I have my footing way more. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm still green. I don't know when the green thing goes away. I couldn't tell you. I think after playing so many hours, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, and then it turns into a flower. I don't know what it means. I think that. So that's one thing. Like, I see uh, friends of ours, like, tweet, like, Eric Sapp and um, Mike uh, Fiam, uh just tr- tweeting out, like, they are they do all these things. And it's like, teach me. Yeah. <laughs> There's simply like, you know, when you load into a dungeon and, like, the tank just runs ahead and and pulls everything i'm like okay this is what we're doing i'm like i don't know what to do but i'll just follow you uh yeah. so but people that's are that's what i rock i'm a tank nice what uh what i'm a gunbreaker gunbreaker i didn't know gunbreaker was a tank that's cool yeah uh i just i love uh the gunblade mm-hmm. um and they get some really cool outfits and, and stuff so originally up until i changed to gunbreaker i was pretty much strictly a paladin uh, I dabbled a bit in Red Mage because I think they're really cool, too. Uh, I have shied away from healers because I don't trust myself healing. And the fact, like, keeping track of everyone and who to heal and everything, I just can't imagine how to do that. So sure. I have not touched any healing classes. The the thing with Justin and I when I started was, because when we played through Dark Souls, he used the spear every game mm-hmm. so i said okay when i play through final fantasy 14 i want to be whatever the spear class is <laughs> and he mm. was like are you sure and i'm like yeah whatever it is i'll figure it out and then i rem- i remembered because i didn't you know i'm not super versed in final Fan- old school final fantasy classes uh i remember the dragoon was the thing i was like oh hell yes i'm totally <laughs> down to be a dragoon uh but yeah like you get like three different jumps as the dragoon like dump- jumps attacks at least where i'm at at level 53 mm-hmm. Uh, they're just so fun to like being like 60 feet away, 60 yalms, excuse me, away from uh, an enemy and then just like swoop in and blast them with like mm-hmm. a big fire blast. Uh, and their armors are so cool. Yeah, the armor is oh, super my goodness. cool. The Dragoon gear is so sick. And like the one has like the belly cut out in it. I'm like, I look so mm-hmm. hot. <laughs> like, I, I know yeah. I'm rocking it right now. So yeah, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's been fun. And you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm. The uh, thing that's weird for me, I wonder is if it's weird for you of like all of everyone's names are just Final Fantasy names, like characters from the past. Um, just kind of weird, you know? Uh, like uh, I, I'm trying to think. I haven't done that. Like funny enough, for the first seventy plus levels, um, really only up until I really started pushing into Shadowbringers, my name, like my character, I started was because I did years ago a 24-hour live stream and part like half of the live stream was just me starting a new character in final fantasy 14 sure and i never gave it much thought like i'll probably bounce off or quit it and not come back to it so i just named named my character first name solid and then my the the last name was just 120 spelled out sure awful name um so when I started pushing into Endbringers, it's like I can't take my character seriously anymore. Just seeing solid one twenty. Yeah. Um. So I changed it to Dun Hizard. Um, yeah. My character has a fantasy name, but I just mean like the yeah. the NPCs that are like. Oh yeah. Specific Final Fantasy characters, like names, mm-hmm. like a guy named Titus or whatever. Uh. Mm. It's just like that's weird. But, you know, you get over it at some point. It's just, like, I know this game is super referential and stuff. 
I will say I got to go to the Gold Saucer now, and that was just like magical. I just like walked. Oh yeah. I w- I switched to first person and I just walked around like with my eyes like saucers, just looking around like blown away. It was super cool. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, the other big game that I've been playing a lot of this month is been Shin Megami Tensei Five. Mm. Um, so that's I've been getting my demon summoning in post-apocalyptic demon run Tokyo. Uh, jive on lots of fun really enjoying it very hard yeah um, how many times has the game kicked you and laughed at you <laughs> oh a lot so for the first 20 plus hours i was i wanted to play through on hard mm-hmm. and i got through a couple um bosses and then i was like okay i have to speed up my playthrough i can't yeah um, well, especially after finding out i have to write how to play the game um so I knocked it down to to normal, um, and been really enjoying that. But yeah, yeah it's it, it's great. It seems like the kind of game that'll still give you a pretty good challenge on normal. Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah. I love. I just. I don't like. I've learned. I think that Shimigami Tensei is maybe not for me, but I love mm-hmm. the attitude of those games. I love that yeah. they're just like, I don't give a shit what you think. You're here. Mm-hmm. You're in hell, and you're gonna burn. They're a lot of fun. I actually uh, recently, probably in the last week or so, preparing for the uh, the Bloodborne episode that I recorded last night, um, I've been watching a lot of, like, random challenge runs of Bloodborne and, like, Dark Souls games on YouTube, so I'm, like, itching to play again, so I re-downloaded Bloodborne onto my PS5. It's good! Uh, Saturday. <laughs> oh, it's a great game. I absolutely love it. Really wish they would update it to run at 60 FPS. I I think it's coming. I think at some point it's coming. Who knows? Maybe yeah. a week from tomorrow uh, for listeners is the Game Awards. Um, so who knows? I hope not that it. Ha- I hope it doesn't happen now because I just finished it again. <laughs> but it's good. I found like yeah. if you if you want to just like cheese through a playthrough, there's like a chalice dungeon that people have created online that just gives you. 83,000 blood echoes over and over and over again um, for free so you can just max your level um, Damn. which Damien and I did not do until the very end of our playthrough and then we beat the DLC mm-hmm. um, very fun good to know Yeah, good to know but let's move on to the other games that are coming out this month that you all have come here to hear about first up entering early access on December 1st aka today we have War Tales. Uh, it is a open-world RPG in which you lead a group of mercenaries in their search for wealth across a medieval universe. Explore the world, recruit companions, collect bounties, and unravel the secrets of tombs of the ancients. Um, combat looks in a similar vein to like an XCOM. Okay. Uh, it 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 looks looks kind of cool. I'm. I feel like I've heard of I'm, this game actually. Uh, like knowing that it was coming up. Yeah, it's uh, the planned early access starts today. Um, but no, like it looks like you have little shops, you have like a little home base you can do, uh, work in towns you visit, all sorts of stuff. Um, but no, I, I kind of I'm I'm digging it. You have you can uh, looks like all of your characters have their own equipment and skills they can learn. Um, you pay them so you can set their wages and, and things. They all have different traits. It actually looks uh, pretty pretty nifty. Yeah, it's kind of got like a Boulder's Gate vibe, but with a different combat system. Yeah, it definitely looks more isometric. Yeah, which is cool. Um, yeah, so uh, give that a check out. It's developed and published. Uh, it's developed by Shiro Games and published uh, by Shiro Unlimited. But yeah, give it a check out. I'm... I'm tentative. I'm excited for it. I like. I'm not super familiar with it, but it looks it looks kind of nifty. I'm anxious to hear more about it. Yeah. So check out War Tales on PC entering early access today, December first. Tomorrow we got a bunch of games coming out on the second. First includes Lineage Two M for mobile. I'm guessing this is the mobile version of the Korean MMO Lineage Two. Yeah. Haven't played it, but uh it's cool it's a korean mmo you know what you're getting into um i don't really play games on mobile i feel like i i've mentioned this before but uh 
yeah, have fun with it. If you, if that's your jam, uh, let us know how it is. Yeah. And speaking of jamming, uh, also on December 2nd for PC, we have Mecha Jammer. This is a tactical cyberpunk turn-based RPG set in an off-world grindhouse jungle colony. Shulk through the... Uh, Shulk through the shadows or charging guns blazing. Recruit a unique party for large-scale squad-based assaults as your adventure plunges you deeper into the city's secrets. Um, this is very kind of an infinity, like an isometric Fallout-esque yeah. uh, kind of game. Yeah, like Fallout 1 and 2 kind of. Yeah, old-school Fallout. Um, school. I like the art style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can, it's like a free roaming thing. You got a bunch of different squads, uh, and squad another, like, like characters you can bring with you. Another kind of like top-down turn-based RPG, like the yeah. like War Tales. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, an isometric um, style of game. But yes, that is Mecha Jammer releasing on PC, developed by Whale Knot Studios and published by Modern Wolf, releasing on Steam December second. Next up, we have coming to Xbox One, Switch, and PC on December second. We have Arc Vale. Which has a, a very like it reminds me a lot of Enter the Gungeon mm. with the with these vibes, um, small pixel st- art style um, looks kind of fun. Um, also reminds me of um, oh, oh, wow. oh what's that same game I've played? Oh crap, I can't remember. It does have Enter the Gungeon vibes? Um, As someone who a hundred percented Enter the Gungeon earlier this year <laughs> through great laborious effort this has me intrigued yeah it it looks it looks kind of nifty yeah um bunch of different weapons kind of zelda-esque um with little hearts and uh i mean it's a budget title it's only 15 bucks so it's a take your weapon up in this jerry in this rpg bullet hell world and embark on a journey to defeat the evil forces of the Undying Guardians and reunite the world with the fabled Arcvale. Kind Augment your character via badges, allowing you to create a build that suits your playstyle. Up to two players can play, so that's kind of nifty. It kind of like um, artistic, like the pixel art style reminds me of a game called Blossom Tales. It came out for the Switch mm-hmm. not too, or a few years ago at this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I might look into this one. Yeah, it looks kind of nifty. It's, um, going to be releasing on xbox one switch and pc i don't know if it is also releasing in um on xbox game pass uh but that would be kind of cool yeah um if it does but yeah give arcvale a look-see if you are into if you enjoyed enter the gungeon uh when it releases tomorrow december 2nd next up dauntless the free-to-play monster hunting like multiplayer monster hunting like game is releasing on PS5 and the series Xbox Series systems also on December 2nd. Now this game is pretty fun, it's pretty fast-paced. I've enjoyed it. Um I tried it back when there were PAXs, in-person PAXs and things and uh really enjoyed myself. I haven't played it in quite a while, but uh it's a fun game. It's a fun free to play. Okay. It's a yeah, it's pretty solid. Pretty solid. So give Dauntless a check out if you own a PS5 or Xbox Series S or X. Next up, we have the Dungeon of Nalholbach, the Amulet of Chaos. This game has um, been on the PC store for quite a while, releasing on September 17th back in 2020, but it's making its console debut on the PS5 and Series systems on December 3rd. This game is also kind of a fantasy XCOM. It kind of re- also isometric. Lots of isometric yeah, games. Yeah, this is the month, month for it, I guess. Wow. It is a month of isometric games, apparently. Um, but yeah, it almost... The art style reminds me... I don't know if you ever played it, Alex, but the old Fate games that were kind of like Diablo clone or Diablo games for kids. Yes, I, I don't... I did not play them, but I am familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of kind of get that vibe from it. Okay. But um, you step in, step into the wacky heroic fantasy universe of the dungeon of Nahalbach. 
Lead a team of unlikely and clumsy heroes in an epic and challenging tactical RPG. Live an adventure filled with humor, surprises, and silly encounters. Uh, it's currently sitting at a very positive rating on Steam with uh, over 4,300 reviews of uh, all time. Sitting at very positive. Developed by Artifact Studios and published by Dear Villagers eHome Entertainment. So check it out uh, if you dig the kind of more lighthearted RPGs and tactical um yeah, like isometric my, RPGs. Like, like Minecraft Dungeons kind of vibe here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not too serious, but fun for everybody, hopefully. Yeah, it looks like um kind of more XCOM y kind of combat as opposed to the more real time of Minecraft. Uh but yeah, looks kinda nifty. So give it a check out. Uh, next up, we have the Xbox One version of Grim Dawn, the Definitive Edition, releasing on December 3rd. This is a isometric action RPG, wow. uh, very much in the similar vein of Diablo. Um, this is an older game. Um, yeah, it it's is. been on PC for quite a while. I believe I even... I might have also reviewed it on Switch at some point somewhere. I don't remember, but it's done by the folks that uh developed titanfall not titanfall oh titan quest the oh, yeah. roman inspired um or the mythology inspired kind of diablo game but this is an apocalyptic fantasy world where humanity's on the brink of ex extinction iron is valued above gold and trust is hard earned this action rpg features complex character development hundreds of unique items crafting and quests with choice and consequence it's overwhelmingly positive for recent reviews on steam and very sitting at a very positive with 58,170 reviews all time. Uh, but yeah, this released initially back in February of 2016. Yeah. Has a bunch of uh, a bunch of DLC content, so I'm guessing they are all coming to this version as it is the definitive edition. Yeah. But That's cool. If, yeah. Um pretty solid game. Um I I do have it on PC. Uh, I enjoy it. It's a it's a good good game by good folks. Uh, so yeah, give it a check out. That is Grim Dawn Definitive Edition releasing on Xbox One on December third. Next up, another PC game making its way to consoles, the PlayStation and Xbox family of consoles. We have Spell Force Three Reforced. Now this is like a tactical RPG mix, a like an RTS mixed with RPG elements. Heavy fight, like heavy epic fantasy, um, it's a long, long running um, franchise. Um, I think I have the original Spell Force, and back when it was on like actual DVD. Um, it's but yeah, this is making game. it's kind. Yeah, very, very pretty. Um, and apparently, it yeah. So I'm curious, like, what the RTS elements of it are. Um. Or if it's entirely RTS at this point, because that's cool. Yeah. I, I was just so, listening to folks talk about how there are just no more RTSs anymore, so. Mm-hmm. And apparently the PC version is only coming out um, this on December 6th. The console versions are next year in March, according to the pages. I don't know how Spellforce 3 Reforced is different than just Spellforce 3 that you can already buy. Sure. Maybe it's everything included. I don't know. Yeah, I bet that's what it is. Because there's a big bundle here on Steam. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like their definitive edition. But but yes, if you're a fan of the Spellforce series or just kind of itching for an RTS kind of RPG, give it a check out. It's a quite a, a long-running franchise. Um, and you can try it yourself when it comes out on PC on December 6th. Now, we spent a lot of time kind of last month talking about this, and this is really the biggest game releasing this month, but Final Fantasy XIV Walker is releasing for PlayStation 5, 4, and PC on December 7th. Um, yeah. I won't go too much into detail or depth because we did cover it last month when we thought it was coming out in November, but then it got delayed, which is fine. Um, but yes, it's going to be a big game. Everyone's going to be playing it. You will hear all about it. It's so funny. Like, I where I'm at, I've like absolutely mm -hmm. no idea how this escalates to the moon, <laughs> and I am very interested to find out. But yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I have I have no clue. But 
I, it's funny playing those games and realizing like I have no idea what's like what <laughs> has been going on in this game for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm in Shadowbringers, and I don't know how it's going to suddenly pop, go to the moon. Sure. Um, Gotta ask the Lord. But then heads. again, in Final Fantasy IV, it just suddenly went to the moon yeah. too. So they could just suddenly we have to go to the moon. Yeah. Or the the wizard came from the moon. Uh, that's what I'm expecting. It feels like very destiny. Bad guys on the moon, as it turns out. Let's go kill them or something. So I'm I'm here for that. Yeah. Um. But yes, you'll hear all about Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Um. And it'll probably be all you hear about for for a good week or two. Yeah. But yes, that is finally releasing on December seventh for PlayStation and PC. Now, the next game that's coming out uh, on December 7th, this is a game I remember being announced. I want to say maybe it was like a... Dev- no, it wasn't a Devolver. It was some conf- like PC conference. It might have been the big PC conference at e- E3, but it is Wolfstride. It is a black and white, highly stylized, like, mecha turn-based RPG fighter. Yeah. <laughs> yes that's got some serious like kind of cowboy bebop vibes yes big anime energy and it looks fantastic i remember really being impressed with it when i first saw like the initial trailer and then forgetting all about it and then when i was doing research for this episode i was like oh yeah this is coming out yeah i forgot forgot about how damn good it looks um, but get wrecked in this immature grown-up RPG about a trio of troublemakers stumbling their way through a giant mecha tournament. Repair and upgrade the team's hand-me-down rig, pick up odd jobs to pay the bills, and battle the best, all while running from the regrettable choices of the past. Mm. Developed by Auto Iman Studios and published by Raw Fury. Uh, just a whole lot of style and flair we got going on with this one. Yeah. Raw Fury's been killing it lately, so... Yeah. Um, super, super stoked for this one. Um, but yeah, releases the same day as Final Fantasy XIV and Walker, December 7th, releasing on PC. Uh, also releasing on P- uh, on the 7th for PlayStation 4, the Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. We have Rune Factory 4 Special. Um, this is the fourth game that uh, released last year, um, early last year, because I remember taking it on the on plane the flight with to me, PAX. I say, yeah. to PAX. Um, yeah, it's a fun game. It's it's Fantasy Harvest Moon mm-hmm. or Story of Seasons. Solid, solid entry. Um, but yeah, it's getting a an up res and performance boost, and releasing now on uh, higher, uh, not higher quality, but more powerful devices yeah. than the Nintendo Switch. And I think 5, Room Factory 5, comes out early next year, right? Yeah. It's coming out next year, I know. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, that's cool. It's, Give it a check out. It's solid. You know, it's it's chibi. Yeah. It's it's silly. It does. It's not very serious at all. So, if you need something no. lighthearted, I get it. Yeah. Give it a check out. Uh, play it. And uh, let us know how it performs. So Yeah. Tell- that's Room Factory 4 Special. Releasing on PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC on December 7th. Now, this is a game I'm super excited uh, excited for. I was super excited when it, and it was announced that it was coming over to the West. But Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DX releasing on Switch, Mobile, and PC on December 9th. Uh, Alex, did you ever play the Monster Rancher games back in the day? I did not. This was, like, totally missed me by. But, like, I also wasn't super into, like, pokemon and monster catching stuff so i'm not surprised that i missed it you know see the cool thing about this one that like was its big selling gimmick i don't know if you you're familiar with the series in gen in general but you you would play this game on your playstation and to summon your monsters or to raise new monsters you would stop the game you would you would go into a shrine stop the game open your console and then play some music cd and each music CD would generate a brand new monster. Uh, wow, that is, I did not know this. That's very funny. Yeah. So that was like the big kind of quote unquote gimmick of this yeah. game is you would put you could put any music CD in and it would generate a whole new monster. Truly the motion controls of its time was the PlayStation CD functionality. <laughs> oh yeah. Love it. <coughs> but yeah, it's still looks 
straight. Like it higher res, uh, cleaned up for modern monitors, but still very much looks like a PlayStation One game. Um, developed and published by Koei Tecmo, but yes, you get the first two Monster Ranger games for thirty dollars. Really excited about this one. Yeah, um, got I have some fun memories from back in the day of playing this and watching the anime. Um, and, and were these like did these first two never come to the West or? No, they did. Okay. Um, they they were they came out uh, over here on the PlayStation, so they cool. did release along with the show. So just bringing it back, baby. You know it. It was just a big surprise when they announced it for Japan. There was in the initial announcement there was nothing for the West, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're coming in for the West too." So, cool. Very very cool. But that is Monster Rancher One and Two DX releasing on Switch, mobile, and PC on December 9th. Next on December 9th, uh, probably one of the best Switch suited games on this list. Mm-hmm. Loop Hero is making its way to Switch on December 9th. Which Such a good pair. We talked about earlier this year. That's how fast Nintendo is about this stuff. It it was Loop Hero was a, a flash in the pan. Like it was everywhere for a good few weeks. Um, absolutely love it. Uh, our own Jared Green, big fan of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, Scott and Tony from IPP play this a lot, uh, just mm-hmm. over over Discord. Uh, yeah, this is like exactly what nintendo does they find like the hottest pc only indie game of the year and they're mm-hmm. like all right exclusive to switch they did it with hades into the breach uh now loop hero and i'm telling you i'm gonna call it call it shot right now nope. the next game is inscription i'm telling everyone that will be first on switch exclusive to switch for a very long time i can i can see that uh, i could definitely see that but yeah, I'm, I missed this in February. Obviously, I don't have a computer to play video games, so I, uh, I'm excited to actually check this out. Seems cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely give it a sh- tr- try. Um, absolutely love this game. Uh, anxious for it to come to Switch. I think it'll do gangbusters there, but that's Loop Hero releasing on December 9th. Next up, uh, the last game releasing on December 9th, we have Demon Gaze Extra releasing on PS4 and Switch. Now, this is a long-running... I think the first one released um, back on Vita, perhaps? Yeah, that sounds um, right. But this is a create-your-party, go-through-a-dungeon, first-person, kind of Etrian Odyssey-esque style of game, anime, dungeon crawler. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, very, uh, very anime. <laughs> it, it's if yeah, you're a fan of those style of games, I think you'll be um, super excited about it. Um, and if they aren't your thing, this won't suddenly make you a fan of them. But it is very cool. It is an okay. So, Demon Gaze Extra is an enhanced port of the PlayStation Vita title Demon Gaze. Yep. Um, From 2014. That's when it came out in the US. Yep. So. And this extra version includes upgraded graphics, a high-speed combat option, a battle retry option, and an enhanced dungeon autopilot. So, dun- dungeon autopilot is not a combination of words I thought I'd ever hear, but sure. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine that's Let's... you know you're mapping it, so you can probably just go mm-hmm. through it automatically. That's cool. Yeah. Um, sticking on kind of this first-person dungeon crawling adventure, um. Releasing on December 10th, Vaporum Lockdown is getting its console uh, debut uh, with the PS5, PS4, and Xbox One version. This game, initially released back in September of last year, is a prequel to Vaporum, um, which is a grid-based dungeon crawler RPG in an original steampunk setting, which is inspired by old-school classics of the genre. You follow the story of Ellie Teller, a scientist struggling to survive disastrous events that happened in the lower tower, lower tower of Arx Vaporum, um, re- developed and published by Fat Bot, Fat Bot Games. Um, yeah, it's first-person dungeon crawler where you have skill trees and equipment, and you fight like laser monsters and soldiers. Yeah, it's kind of very cyber uh, or like yeah. cyberpunky or technological neo noir look. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this uh, is coming to uh, home consoles. Um, so check it out. 
Um, or you can check it out right now on Steam. It's currently on sale for $9. So, uh, next up, releasing on December 16th, we have Moon releasing on the PlayStation platform, PS5 and PS4. This was the previously Japan-only exclusive kind of niche RPG that released over on the Xbox, I want to say, last year? I think it was Switch. It came out on Switch. Maybe it's Xbox. Was it Switch? But I don't know. Um, um, Moon Rem- yeah. Remix RPG Adventure. Uh, yes. Um, originally a original PlayStation 1 game that released back in October 16th of 1997. So Yeah, big influence on Undertale, which a lot of people drew some comparisons to. It's a, it's a nifty mm-hmm. little game. Yeah. It's very hard but, to describe. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. It did release on the Switch back in last year. Looks like the ex- Switch ex- exclusivity ran out and now it's making its way to the PlayStation platform. So all your trophy hunters and PlayStation fans can get Moon yourself when it releases on December 16th. And finally, the last game also releasing on December 16th uh, is getting its Switch or its console uh, port debut is Record of Lotus War Deedlit in the Wonder Labyrinth. This is a Metroidvania-style game set in the Record of Lotus War universe. Um, It's developed under the supervision of Ryo Mizuno, which depicts the story of Deedlit and the events leading up to the Record of Lotus War Diadem of the Covenant, where you will use a variety of weapons and spirit powers to unravel the mystery of the labyrinth. Really, really gorgeous gorgeous, uh, pixel art with this one wow yeah this dragon looks Um, so cool (laughs) oh yeah uh this initially released back on steam earlier this year back in march uh but it's finally making its console debut and it looks a lot of fun um seeing the game in uh action very kind of symphony of the night um vibe to it um yeah looks good had me at metroidvania as per <laughs> usual <laughs> yeah of course of course you'll have to let me know how it is yeah i actually think I'm, i will grab this one it looks very very good it, it looks like it'll be a good um like holiday break game yeah yes for sure uh, for sure and for tabletop players we have Strixhaven curriculum of chaos releasing on december 7th this new supplement to dungeons and dragons takes place in the magic the gathering universe of strixhaven and is a magic school think hogwarts got it um so this this book comes included with a bunch of new kind of special subclasses that can be used by a number of the magic using classes Mm. um all sorts of like cool uh like headmasters of different colleges of magic all sorts of cool stuff. Um, I played and looked at some of the things that are coming into it from when they were in Unearthed Arcana, and they are pretty, pretty nifty. Cool. But yeah, so that is Strixhaven Curriculum of Chaos releasing on December seventh for Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. Cool. But that's it. Video games. But yeah, yeah that's it. Tabletop that's games for twenty twenty two or onwards to twenty twenty two. Yeah. Big uh, big first month, I think, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or at least big second month in 2022. So Yeah, second month is going to be Elden Ring. Yeah, and Horizon, and Dying Light 2, and probably like three mm-hmm. other things. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, yeah. I'm excited, man. It's uh, We got plenty of time to play Endwalker, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't, plenty of time to catch up. I don't know how their like, patches work or like what the pace of like the post-game of Endwalker is going to be, though. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what that is like from first-hand perspective. Yeah, I'm hoping... I want to be... Yeah, I, I just want to be to Endwalker by my Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, I don't know... Do you know what patch version you're in in Shadowbringers? I, I'm still in main story quest. Four. I haven't even reached the patches. God. So, I don't know how long all that stuff takes. I'm st- I'm starting to experience it for the first time. But yeah, I, I mm-hmm. think at least by January we'll probably both be in it. But uh, I'm excited to see. You know, it, dude, we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah. But but yeah, that's gonna do it for another syllabus episode here at the RPG University. But first and foremost, Alex, where can people find you online? What do you have cooking? 
uh, plug away. Um, uh, Alfighter 27, Twitter and spaces related to it. Any console, add me, whatever. Um, I got uh, a couple things. I'm probably, we'll probably do something for the Game Awards. Either watch it, maybe, maybe Nabish and I were talking about doing that, or um, doing something afterwards. And uh, Destiny, uh, the 30th anniversary event happens, uh, I believe, also on December 7th. Uh, so, or that might actually be, uh, it might be the week after. Uh, but we'll have stuff for that. Mike and I are going to be doing that dungeon run. There's a new dungeon they're adding uh, with cool, that. Cool, cool. Um, but and yeah, I might be, I might work on something in regards to Final Fantasy 14. So I would say just look for that. That would be the only thing on the horizon. What about you? Uh, for me, you can find me on Twitter at SolidSnake120. Uh, yeah, catch me here, of course. You can also. Uh, catch my writings over at RPG site. I do uh, the occasional thing for them. Um, you can look forward to my guides over on IGN here by the end of the year. I'm going to be doing the guide work for Shin Megami Tensei 5 for IGN. So very excited about super, that. Super cool. Yeah. Um, super nervous. Super excited. I, it's going to be crazy. This is literally your bread and butter. <laughs> so I'm not. Uh, you got this. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. But thank you to each and every one of you who stuck around and listened today. I very much appreciate it. If you have a chance, be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service. And until next time, everybody, be sure to follow RPG University on Twitter at underscore RPG University, where you can share your own favorite memories and moments of RPGs directly with us on Twitter, um, either at directed towards at SolidSnake120 myself or Alex at Alfighter27. And until next time, everybody, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind in one another, class dismissed.